Welcome to Biodiversity Bites, proudly brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Saving Our Species program. Hey, Katie. Hey, Edgars. i got a joke for you. What's the difference between a snail and a slug? I don't know what. A slug has a housing problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess at least they don't pay rent. That's true, but they do have an image problem. Yeah, I guess they're not necessarily the most cuddly of creatures with their slime, but there is a weird and wonderful slug. It's giant and pink and still somehow managed to maintain a low profile. These rather elusive slugs may have been known to some locals, but they weren't formally described or acknowledged as a unique threatened species until 2013. Wow, a, a reclusive, elusive pink slug. Sounds like an introverted extrovert. <laughs> Do you know why it chose that color? Well, strangely enough, it's thought that it may be for camouflage. If I don't know about you, if I was trying to blend in, pink would not be my first choice. <laughs> yeah. True, but these slugs, they spend a lot of time on the ground amongst the fallen eucalyptus leaves and some which are bright red. Like aren't also some creatures bright colours as a warning sign to show predators, you know, that like, don't eat me, I don't taste nice. Yes, absolutely. That could be another reason. They actually grow really big, almost the length of a tissue box. Wow. <laughs> that must be a lot of grub for a slug. Like, what do they eat? They pretty much just eat the biofilm of lichen, fungi, and microalgae on the surface of eucalypt bark and the rock faces that they slug across. So where are we going to find their all-you-can-eat buffet? They are only found in one place in the whole world. So if you want to see this slug, you'll have to be willing to go high up. To be exact, 1,000 kilometers or higher in the Mount Kaputar National Park area, which is in northern New South Wales. Wow. All right, let me Google that. So apparently there was a volcanic eruption around 17 million years ago that created this very unique ecosystem. And the area is now a remnant subalpine forest, which is about 1,500 metres above sea level and can get really cold. Basically, the slug's been marooned on a volcano for millions of years. Yeah, and they're not the only ones up there. The pink slugs are part of the Mount Kaputar land, snail, and slug-threatened ecological community. So there's a group of 11 snails and one slug species that exists nowhere else in the world. And it's crazy to think that they were discovered not that long ago. And we actually have a whole episode devoted to, you know, the idea of discovering and naming nature. We interviewed taxonomy professor Andy Austin, and he estimates that only 30% of Australian species have actually been discovered and named so far, which is crazy to think. So if you want to find out more about that, we'll put a link to the episode in the show notes. But I wanted to ask, why, why do we want to protect these slugs? What's so special about them? Aha. So guess what? It's quiz time. <laughs> so which of the following roles do slugs not play in our environment? A provide a food source for other animals, B, eat pests, C, act as decomposers, like breaking down organic material, or D, act as pollinators. I'm going to say D, pollinators, because I think of pollinators as having wings, so like buzzy bees and stuff, so pollinators. They are not pollinators. Oh, Actually, I think most people might have guessed that one. It's a huge surprise for many gardeners that have slugs in their garden. They don't realize that they are pollinators. Wow, okay. So actually, slugs don't eat pests. 
And they do provide a source of food for lots of animals, including blue-tongued lizards, frogs, and kookaburras. Now that we're all a little bit more clued up on why these slugs are so important, I guess the next question is why are they endangered? The largest threat to them is climate change and global warming. It's believed that a warming of only two degrees Celsius would be enough to wipe out the entire ecological community. So wow. Mount Capitar, yeah, it's, it's already right on the edge of what is considered a subalpine ecosystem. And because the species are already found at the summit of the mountain, they won't really be able to go any higher to escape any increased temperatures. Wow, they're on the top. Yeah, okay. So what's being done to help them then? There's currently a citizen science project being run as part of the New South Wales Government Saving Our Species program. There's a Slug Sleuth app, and it's free to download, and you can record and report sightings of the giant pink slug, or I guess any other slugs you might discover out there. <laughs> so it's just giving the experts a hand to map out where the slug lives. And we'll put a link for the app in the show notes. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sensing like the amazing race, right? Like some everybody's going to go out and try to find the next slug. <laughs> hope so, hope so. <laughs> so if you want to get up close and personal with these fabulously fluoro slugs, when's the best time to see them in Mount Capitat? Yeah, so the best time to see them is on cool, misty mornings or after it's been raining. Well, I'm going to go and grab some gumboots and a raincoat and go and snap some photos of this beautiful slug. This podcast has been produced by Grow Love Project with support from the New South Wales Government's Saving Our Species program. To hear more episodes, make sure to subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And for more info about the Saving Our Species program, visit savingourspecies.online slash podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>